0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Grow Your Path to Wellness. If this is your first time listening, my colleague and I, um, Amanda, we host a new wellness guest every week, and our new episodes release every Sunday after 5 p.m., so be sure to like, subscribe, follow us on all of your favorite podcast podcast streaming platforms. It's a mouthful. Um, And we're also, we post our video recording onto our YouTube, which can also be found at Grow Your Path to Wellness. Amanda, she is still continuing to take time to care for herself and her new little one. So I'm going to be continue um, being the sole host and hosting our guests until she is ready to return with us. But last week I hosted um, Ashley Chambrello. She educated us on the therapeutic healing method called brain spotting. So if you missed that, you'll want to go back to last week's episode and check that out. This week I am welcoming Heidi Gruss, and we're going to talk about how women can repurpose their emotional trash can and become emotionally secure and mentally strong. So I'm so excited, and welcome Heidi. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you. No, I and thanks for that introduction. Happy to be here. Um, you know, I'm a, um, a, a a huge, an avid promoter of personal growth and lifelong learning, and. Um, You know the learnings never done and then when we start, you know, learning new things we're unlearning other things and we're going to talk a lot about that today as I talk about my new um, program that just launched three months ago, the transformation methodology and all the work that I'm doing. So I'm excited to, to talk about that with you today.
0: Yes, we are so excited. If you don't mind, we can jump in and can you give our audience, our community, just a brief introduction about yourself?
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's you know, I'm like probably all of your listeners out there, you know, I'm an average, you know woman who wears a million hats. You know, I'm the mom of three daughters. Um I'm the wife to my husband who runs his own um, business and and career. Um I'm a licensed psychotherapist, been practicing for um just over eighteen years um, and a uh, a coach. You know, working with primarily women, but I get some now clients too, um, who are really looking to come out of hiding and start, you know, stepping into their lives and living at a higher level. Um, and And so that's a little bit about me.
0: Yeah. so you're based in Connecticut. I know we were talking before we started recording. So I know Amanda and I were were over here in Ohio and so you're up in uh, Connecticut.
1: Yep, I've got a practice here in Connecticut um and loving
0: the fall weather right now I bet yes and I everybody who knows me knows like as soon as the warm weather leaves I start to get just like a hermit but (laughs) fan of like fall or winter and Amanda's like I'm just gonna pretend that I don't know that about you so she's gonna giggle whenever she's listening to this Yeah. (laughs) so all right so you do both so coaching and then you have a private practice and then Do you mind, might get more into it as we go, but the program you just launched, is that in your
1: coaching side? It's on the coaching side. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a therapist, um, you know, trained and educated and, and have gained a lot of experience there and, um, certified in trauma. And I've heard all the trauma, you know, and it's story after story, um, you know, listening to women and all that they've come through and all that they've survived and then being able to help them transform and um, live as self-caring, functional, independent um, members of our of our world here. Right. It's very, very inspiring to do that work. But then I realized that, you know, there's a whole other tribe of women out there who are just like you and I who have also, you know, lived through their traumas and uh, have gotten to that other side, have started succeeding in life, um, have started achieving these, you know, uh, other goals, you know, whether they've become, you know, leaders in their communities or, um, you know, they're in high ranking positions within their careers, they're being exceptional parents, um, raising, you know, young ones, Um, but then hitting this sort of glass ceiling of what, why am I not filled with joy? I thought at this point after, you know, working through all of this stuff and and achieving great success that I would be happy and I would be filled with joy and I'm not, and what is that all about? And that's where I started sort of leveraging everything I had learned as a therapist and looking at now, how do I help this other, um, you know, group of women that I can so relate to and so many different levels? How do I help them feel um, more like embodied in their success and, and then feel in, inspired to keep going and to, you know, move on to the next level? Okay. So that's what inspired me to create this transformation methodology, because, You know, I know that, um, you know, um, I know how to allow women to look at who they really want to become and start being that person today and letting go of all of the circumstances and expectations that they feel like they should be meeting every day to be able to really reconnect with themselves build a trust within themselves and um have a, a real personal level of success
0: sounds so powerful and then my brain you know me having my own private practice but not like a coaching side like i can see how probably seamless or how empowering you know, having both of those pieces and and doing, you know, that kind of process with those women can be. Mm-hmm. for, for pro, I'm, I know how people going through the therapy process is for me as I'm doing it with my clients. So it has to be so rewarding. And this new program is amazing. Mm-hmm. So you're doing great things and we love having people on and sharing all of the things that they're doing to spread, as we say, you know, any information about wellness. So again, mm-hmm you thank you for being here um so let's let's jump in let's so our first point here that we were going to lead in with is what are the most common ways that women hide their brilliance and as you refer to it um they stay stuck in quicksand
1: yeah so I use this quicksand analogy because I I feel like most people can relate to it you know when I when I ask a woman, like, what is your quicksand? You know, what's keeping you stuck? What is that heaviness in your life? Because, you know, think about when you're in quicksand, it feels like you're just sinking, right? And the more you move around, sometimes the deeper you sink. Um, and being in quicksand, you really need that true branch. You need someone or something from the outside to help you out. It's not the people who are in quicksand with you that are going to hoist you out. It's someone from the outside. And that's the analogy that I use to um, allow these women to um, connect with me and my program and to see this as an opportunity to give them the joy and the relief that they're looking for.
0: So, yeah, so you're referring to your program and, and your assistance to these women. You're the outside branch so to speak you know to help them get out of that quicksand so i love amanda and i our brains love analogies and and comparisons and things so uh, when we I saw that on your talking point so super helpful um but let's get into your perspective of the most common ways that women that you see women hide their brilliance
1: yeah and and so and that's how the quicksand analogy is is super helpful as well Um, is because when you know in quicksand it's really a lifestyle you know we talk about the quicksand lifestyle and the things that are contributing to that quicksand you know feeling right The, the feeling where they're paralyzed and stuck and so we're looking at who are you spending your time with Um, you know, what sorts of activities are you doing in your, you know, in your free time? What's the pace of your life? How much downtime do you have? How much time do you have to connect with yourself? Um, how much time do you have to, you know, get out in nature? How are you spending your money? Um, you know, what are your relationships like? What, um, what are you doing for a living? How, you know, are you fulfilled in that way? Um, uh, because that's where we we identify that women are just hiding oftentimes living their lives according to the expectations that other people are setting for them. You know, they're they they tell me these stories, um, which I can relate to too, you know, where it's like I really should you know, go over and spend time with my mom today, you know, when it's a, it's a beautiful day and I have the opportunity to spend the entire day with my kids and my husband, right? But it's that nagging should, where I should be with her. It's the same story from, with my clients that I work with, where they are um, just sucked into obligations that they really have no energy or time for. And, um, you know, so to, to ask them, what would it be like if you put boundaries around the amount of time you spent with your mom or, you know, you know, how you go about um, sort of negotiating all of the competing priorities in your life so that you're number one, you know, and then your family's number one, if that's most important to you. Um, But it's it's really to come out of quicksand means asking um, my client to take ownership over her life. And and then we start unpacking this emotional trash can. Um, and I don't know if you want me to, to go into that a little bit more, but um, I, you said you like analogies. I think you'll really like this one too. I compare it to the kitchen trash can, right? And this is being an international coach. I can tell you that um, having shared this now with people across many, many countries, they all relate to this analogy where, you know, the kitchen trash can tends to be that central trash can in the house, Mm -hmm. right? And as it starts to fill up, there's something that we all do that um, before we go and take out that trash can, right? Right. And I don't know if you can guess what that one thing is. Any idea? Like off the, you
0: mean like, I feel like all the things get done before, before that trash can gets emptied, but.
1: You know, as as that trash is filling up and we're about ready to take out the bag. Oh, you know, we smash it. Yeah. You st- <laughs> we and, and everybody laughs when I say this to them, right? They're kind of like, a little bit embarrassed to admit like, yeah, you stick your hand in there and you push that trash down. Right. Cause we want to get our full value out of that 5 cent trash bag. And so we start putting more trash in, we empty the, you know, bathroom and bedroom garbages in there. We might even drag it over if you're like me to the fridge and I'm looking for any old food I can throw out too. Right. To the point where when we pull that bag out, it's like, you know, ripping and it's leaking, it's overflowing, it stinks, you know? Well, We treat our emotional trash can the same way, you know, my clients, they, they've got a million things going on in their life. They're high achieving, you know, people who take on, you know, sometimes more than they're even able to get done. And so when life happens and there's overwhelming emotions, good and bad, right, whatever they can't handle. Whatever's unexpected, unplanned for, they put aside in their emotional trash can, right? With the intention of getting around to it, right? But you know what it's like to live a, a fast-paced life and to always have a lot going on, right? There's never a convenient time to go back and deal with the old baggage, right? We just keep layering our you know, emotions and, and all the emotional kind of trash stuff in that emotional trash can. Right, To the point where when it starts leaking out, for us, just like the kitchen garbage, it's leaking out in other ways. It's leaking out in, you know irritability. It's leaking out in resentment. It's leaking out in, you know, lack of patience and feeling just overwhelmed, tired, self-doubt, over analyzing, all that stuff to the point where you don't even know what's in that emotional trash can anymore. And a lot of times as we start unpacking some of that, again, that's where we get all of these different roles. We get, you know, problems that, you know, women will my clients will tell me, this doesn't even belong to me. Like this is my mom's, this is my sister's, this is my, you know, and but they're carrying it around, you know, holding that emotional responsibility. And that's what's robbing them of their present day life, right? So um, unpacking that really allows them to see these patterns that they've been living with for, you know, years and years and years that are now built up and robbing them of the joy in their everyday.
0: And that's such a, because I, as I wrapped up with our guest last week, because I was like, I knew Amanda had reached out to you or you guys had coordinated about scheduling for you to join us. And I was like because I, uh, I didn't, I wasn't like a part of that conversation, which happens all the time. I'll schedule people, she schedules people. And, and um I was like, oh, I'm so excited to find out because it felt like an analogy. I was obviously it is an analogy when I was putting it. um Like I was getting ready to introduce who was coming this week. I was like, we're going to talk about this. I said, so stay tuned. I don't even know what this analogy is referring to quite yet. So that's yeah amazing and you think about it like yeah you're constantly and and again this isn't just about women but as as two women and I can speak for myself I feel like just in our society those those larger scale expectations of us to just to be the caretakers to to be the yes people to yeah no no I'll make it work I'll handle it I will you know and we're just shoving up, uh, so many things including things for ourselves, because I, with my clients and just my practice, I say all the time, it's not just about saying no more often, but it's just as much about saying yes to things that actually bring you peace, joy, and doesn't have to have anything to do with somebody else.
1: And, and you know, so many of my clients come to me not even knowing what it is that brings them joy. Because they've they've grown so far away from connecting with themselves, they can't answer that question. And it's normalizing that. It's it's like, I get it, you know, I remember that too. You know, I there, I listen, you know, we've all been there where it's like you you take a look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, what who is this person? You know, but it's then saying, okay you don't know who you are right now. Let's get her back. Let's mm-hmm. figure out who it is you want to be. It's not too late. Mm-hmm. And that's what nags at my heart is, you know, speaking with a, a, a client last week who says, well, at 52, you know, I've, I've always been this way. I don't think it's ever going to change. And it's building that, um, that belief. And that vision for that woman to say, but why can't it? You know, it just—it takes as much energy to talk ourselves into something as it does to talk ourselves out of it. We can sit here and find every excuse, every reason why it shouldn't happen, it couldn't happen. um, But we can just say the inverse and it's just as much truth. And
0: that saying I use like perspective is reality. So if I'm going into this with a perspective already just telling myself, you know, this is not possible. I'm, I can never feel that way. I don't even know what it feels like to feel that way. And just even I frame it in my work of, and it connects right to this is I said, just be curious about it. Just, just have a curiosity mindset. And I
1: I love the curiosity mindset. Absolutely. I love that. So I don't know, do you feel like this would be a good
0: place to go into what exactly it means to live out of circumstance?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I think it builds off of what we were just talking about, right? It's, you know, looking at, you know, for that 52-year-old woman that I was working with last week, it's like, okay, I, I get where you're at in your life. You've described all of the things that you've got going on. And now it's, are you going to define who you are and where you're going, based off of these variables, or can you ap- can you actually um, give yourself the opportunity to think, what if it could be different, mm-hmm. right? So instead of saying, well, be, you know, because um, I was diagnosed with a chronic illness, I, you know. I'm not, I'm never going to be able to run again. Right. And I remember when a doctor said that to me, Heidi, you're, ne- you're never going to be able to run. Um, you know, th- this is the situation as it was I'm 36 or 37 years old, you know, clean bill of health. Otherwise like able, you know, fit and hearing that feedback was like, oh man, you know, is, so I guess this is my new, you know, my new being, my new outlook, my is, I'm never going to be able to do these things. And so uh, now I challenge women, you know, after I just finished a six and a half mile run this morning, right, is to get rid of the nevers and to get rid of the always as we use those to justify the position that we're in. You know, as we use those to limit Ourselves and give into a limitation or a boundary that has been set for you, right? It's so boundaries and limits are critical in life, but when you set them yourself, when they become your choice versus accepting a limit or a boundary that's been put on you without you buying into that. Yeah. And that it's kind of stepping
0: back into into my power like yes this person is telling me that you know this is a very important you know diagnosis and and it could place limitations on my life but I'm the expert in my own life and I'm the expert in my own body so how can I respect those types of boundaries but also create my own and and step into my power here instead of just becoming and staying stuck there stuck in that feeling limited and then, and then to my brain it feels because then we're going to get into expectations in a minute but I think it's interesting because I feel like for us as women very often when we get in that quicksand place it's like I'm going to desperately try everything that I can to meet expectations for everybody else but when it comes to myself I kind of I stay stuck and limitations or i don't have the same expectations for myself I, I look outside and i say what does everybody else need from me and i need to be that instead of what do i need from myself
1: mm-hmm. exactly exactly and you know i as part of the the transformation right is once women can connect with the idea just the possibility you know, for me, what if I could just run a mile? Like, what, what would that be? What would that be like? It's breaking it down, right? Like, all, all the way down to the emotions behind it. It starts with a thought. It starts with an idea. It starts with a curiosity, right? And, and sometimes the quicksand. Is women look at the big picture that they want, and they think, "Oh God, that's so far from who I am today." There's no, there's no way that gap is too large. But um, you know, it's like, well, do you not sit down to read a book because you can't read the entire book in one sitting, or do you accept that ten pages or a chapter is good enough? Right, it's it, nobody sits down and reads an entire book in one sitting. I mean, maybe you know I can't. That's for sure. I don't have a of time. <laughs> but, but when you slowly chip away towards something, then all of a sudden, it, the goal seems much more possible. Um, and so, I, I think we are going to get more into expectations. But it's like it, it's it's little bits of progress add up to the the big finish, right? The woman who is complaining to me that she didn't lose the three pounds, right? That she wanted to lose that week. She only lost one. It's like, you got to lose one to lose three though, right? We can't overlook the one. We can't overlook, you know, the small little bits of progress. We have to celebrate those. It's not just about the 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 big goals the big milestones um so Uh, yeah
0: that brings to my you know the the whole the process of making a change or focusing on myself or you know because that's where we can find those blips of of joy you know and as i'm going through it but it brings me back to that like the importance of focusing on those each each part of the process and then that can that builds up like not just the for the sake of comparison or that example but not just the weight loss in each pound that I lose I'm f- physically feeling better but emotionally seeing each you know each step and being present for myself physically and emotionally in that process cuz I feel like we can get very disconnected from ourselves physically and emotionally, while we're in that quicksand and however long we've been stuck there, I just kind of disconnect. And like you said, we have that moment where we look in the mirror and you're like, holy cow. Who am I? Where is the time gone? Or I'm, I'm still feeling stuck in the same place. And it's like I gotta reconnect and then allow myself to be present in each moment instead of like, like focusing on that larger picture. game where I'll just, I'll feel happy when.
1: Right. Right. And, and because that's, see, this is the thing that, that a lot of women aren't talking about, right. Is that then you hit, you know, let me back up and say this, right. Typically my clients, when, you know, they've told me their life story, right. It's they've, they were the ones who, you know, they did well in school. They went on to pursue some type of advanced education or, um you know, training program. They've gotten the degrees. They've, you know, they had this vision where they were going to enter into a career and be fulfilled. So they went after the career. Then they had this vision that they were going to, you know, have the family and do all the things, take the vacations, right? And so they, you know, have a, a partner or a spouse. They've got a couple of kids they're you know they're doing all the things and but emotionally they're like i thought this was going to feel different from how it actually feels i thought i was going to be at this place where it's like i'm living the dream you know i i checked all the boxes of all the things i was going to do but instead they're looking at themselves feeling guilty not even realizing that there's a way out of this but Feeling like I should be happy. I should feel fulfilled and content and joyful. Why am I not? Why am I feeling like this is, there's even more pressure to now sustain my life at this level. It feels like there's even more to do. Um, and, and, and that's the quick, that's the new quicksand for them. It's, they're stuck in, I have to keep doing all this just to Sustain the sort of position or level that they've now achieved. Absolutely, and
0: I could go on and on, but like all of the different things that go into that in our field, what we call like self-actualization, like Mm -hmm. feeling like I'm showing up in the world as my my best self, and and none of us are our best self all day every day. Like that's not what we're saying, but but feeling that rather than like okay, I've done the things, Mm -hmm. and I. And now what and and but it's not like a, a now what as in I'm feeling very fulfilled and I'm feeling, you know, very at peace. It's I'm going to keep looking externally for
1: these things to 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 feel self-actualized. Right. And now to to bring them back and and allow them to for my clients to see how the true transformation comes when the validation comes from internally yes self-compassion that validation and and permission like permission to step into your own personal power and claim it you know to to connect with your voice and learn how to use it i mean Well, every client's transformation is individualized to what it is that they're trying to achieve. You know, there's so many themes that are similar and, and communication is such a big one, you know, Mm -hmm. learning how, or not, well, it is learning how to use their voice, but um, identifying, you know, these conversations that, you know, maybe are long overdue that might be in the emotional trash can too, where it's, you know, there are, There are emotionally charged um, conversations that need to happen to bring closure to certain life events or to, you know, allow a woman to uh, feel more empowered, you know, moving on, moving, you know, forward in their life. There's Uh,
0: I could go on, but like my brain and I think and I'm like, I'm thinking of my own, like just because we're therapists or we're in this field doesn't mean we don't have our own emotional trash can that we're you know doing our own work on and it always goes back to that like okay that those are it's a lot of times this parts of ourselves or aspects of our life that we've just like shoved down this needs my energy this needs my focus this is my next goal and then the other the other stuff gets shoved down in there
1: right
0: so let's talk let's talk about those expectations and the expectations that you feel like Women, we have got, we have to put an end to them so we can start living more authentically and prioritize ourselves.
1: Seriously. I mean, so here's the deal, right? Um, I know with my clients, right? They're, they've, they've got a lot to do. Heck, I've got a lot to do, you know, my, but we have to accept that the to-do lists don't ever really get done right? So we we work in a helping profession. I tend to attract, you know, women who work or live in sort of uh, helping professions and and, um, capacities in their life, right? And there's always someone else who needs help, right? There's always something else that we can do. Um, So the reason why I, I draw your attention to this is because if we think, Oh, once I get through all these things that I need to get done today, then I can go and do these things for myself. Like then I can go and take care of myself. Then I can go and allow myself to decompress or um, have you know a, a nice outlet at the end of the day. It, it rarely ever happens because. You know, while we've got that to-do list for the day, then there's the 20 things that come up that we weren't planning for, right? And we're really good at multitasking and and learning how to reprioritize the day, and we're, you know, highly functional, so we get a lot done. But we're if we don't prioritize time for ourselves first, the day is going to run us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's you know I, I can still remember when I when my three daughters were real little I mean because we count by twos in in our house everyone's two years apart so it was busy it was it was chaotic and I would read these you know personal growth books you know written by inspiring women you know who would talk about these morning routines and you know having this time in solitude every morning and I, I was envious I was like how the heck am I, I can't even get 10 minutes, you know, without somebody, you know, needing something and trying to hustle out the door and get everywhere any everyone where they need to be, you know, by the, by the time they need to be there. Um, and, you know, then I, it just, I, I made the decision, right. I made the commitment. I'm going to take 10 minutes. Um, and I started this daily gratitude daily affirmation and setting an intention um, first thing in the morning it was three things i've now kind of expanded on that a little bit more but and i could get it done in 10 minutes and it was yeah. it was just a really quick process but it was it was 10 minutes to connect with myself because even though i didn't have 60 minutes to do all these you know fancy meditations and things that i was reading about it was like well what if i just took 10 is 10 realistic. I, you know, while I'm drinking that cup of coffee, I'm going to drink it anyway. Why can't I scribble down some things? Right. Mm -hmm. And then it got to the point where on the mornings when I wasn't doing this daily, you know, kind of journaling activity, I felt restless driving Mm -hmm. into work, you know, starting my day. It was like, Oh my God, I didn't have that 10 minutes to connect with myself. Um, and now it's to the point where, you know, it's like I cringe if I hear footsteps coming downstairs, you know, before I'm done with my whole morning ritual, right? Because it's like I just so savor that time with myself because I'm I'm now, the value is there because I see the benefit of it. Um, so, but it wouldn't happen at the end of my day. I I can tell you right now, it would, because there's always, you know, things still to get done, you know, the laundry, the, you know, picking the kids up from activities and doing all the things. And so, um, you know, just uh, allowing, you know, my clients to accept the fact that, you know, you've got to put you first, otherwise it's not going to happen. And if you don't do it, you're going to continue sacrificing you know, the joy that you say you want, right? It's costing you that fulfillment and that connection that you're craving. So yeah. it's like
0: we we go through, we like, or we navigate the world. And like you said, you know, when we started this this talking point here, it was like, we very quickly, we adapt and we make time and space and, and somehow create in more energy if we don't have it. Um, For things that that come up suddenly, but that being intentional and setting aside or, you know, because we can't put more hours in the day, but I need to. How can I have more control over what the hours in my day look like and and how they're impacting me? And and I hear so often and I'm sure you do, too, um, but. Not just women, but about anybody, when I'm having this conversation with them, it's like this mindset or this perspective that if i make time for myself that i'm taking time from somebody else something else it's like it has i'm like those can exist like together it doesn't have to be i'm i'm, I'm taking away from my spouse or my my children it's like you're actually making yourself more capable of showing up in the way that they deserve
1: and that that they deserve too, that how we, de- you know, what we deserve, you know, it's, I, I did a talk on this recently where it was like, you know, uh, why are you settling for this, for giving yourself the scraps, right? Like, it, don't you deserve, you, you know, the best version of yourself? Don't, don't you deserve your own best version? Um, you know, so I, I absolutely understand exactly what you're describing. It's like that hap- I don't and that words are hard for me this morning apparently. Like
0: like how do you break through that that mindset or that perspective of if I am putting myself first that means I'm taking away from is of my
1: life? Well, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not sure if your thing is going out, but listen. This is this is how um, I. This is one of the ways. There's there's two things that I want to say here. The first one is, are you good? Okay. There's two <laughs> things that I want to say, and the first one here is that in the beginning, we're we're talking about small increments of time. And everyone says they're out of time, but I'm going to tell you, we have more time than we think we actually have in our day. You know, the, the first place I will go with clients is how much time do you spend on social media? Right? Because as a society, we all will, you know, scroll the social media apps. You know, it's sort of like the new way to, to kind of numb out for a little bit, but we never do it for less than 10 minutes at a clip right? And so it's like, well, what if you just repurposed that 10 minutes where yes. you whipped out, you know, my, I have my forty nine, you know, Staples notebook, right? And it's just, it you you enter into a written process, right? Or you enter into a visualization, right? Instead of, you know, just this mindless scroll that you have nothing in the end to show for it. You know, it's like, great. You you figured out, you know, what your what Sally next door is up to, you know, like who cares really.
0: Um,
1: But the other piece here is helping women, you know, develop that vision for who it is they really want to be. Right. And, you know, when you round out that vision, it's not just, you know, what do you want to look like? What do you want to be doing? It's how do you want to feel? you know, what are the thoughts that are going through your mind, right? And like, I, I ask them, like, so when, when you're this person, when you've achieved this being that you want to be, when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thought in your mind, right? Is it like, oh, what is my first appointment for the day? Or is it, you know, like, oh, a, a, whole, a whole nother day of possibility, you know? Like, What is your, what do you want your first thought to be? I want them to be able to connect with this being in a way that they can almost start imagining what it would be like to live in that being. And then it's the question back to them, right? So it, you, that I then pose this question and I say, all right, so when you're sitting on your couch, you know, at seven o'clock at night, and that's your time to put you know, to pursue your creative process or whatever it is, you know, to do your workout or to, you know, snuggle with your kids. And instead you're zoning out in front of Netflix. I want you to ask yourself, you know, what would that exceptional woman that you're trying to be, what would she be doing right now? Right. Would Mm -hmm. she be zoning out in front of Netflix or would she be doing the thing that, you know, is going to get her closer to that joy, you know, what would she be doing? And that becomes the game changer, right? And, uh, you know, I, I hear my clients tell me all the time, it's like, you know, well, all of a sudden I thought of what would, what would that woman be doing, you know, and changes their behavior because it, it's not, you don't just, you know, and weight loss is, I feel like everybody connects to that, right? But you don't just like lose the weight and then you're happy. It's like, okay, now now you've lost the weight and you're still the same person unless you've done the internal transformation to match that outside appearance, right? That, that's why you can go on the shopping spree and get the clothes to look like, you know, the the person that you want to be. But on the inside, if everything's still the same, you're just wearing different clothes. You know, yes. so it, it's getting them really, really connected to um, who it is or what it is they're trying to achieve. That
0: vision. And I like that wording, too, that re, I'm repurposing my time. I'm not making more time or I'm not taking away time. from. I'm just I'm repurposing my time. And then I'm my repurposing process is linked to that vision, that vision of what's that woman or, or that man or, you know, that person what would that person
1: do? Right. Because in, in that, in that, um, sort of envisioning process, right. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lengthy exercise that we actually kind of revisit a couple of times to make sure it's really, really fine tuned because, well, the, the description, um, it really brings out the person's values really brings out my clients values and so that's where also you build in that intention too, where it's 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 personal and um, intentional it's not just what would my mom like to see in me what would my partner like to see in me Mm.
0: I was gonna say earlier and I think somewhere in the beginning of our conversation here it I felt it come up but I I could squirrel off to a million times, but it came up again, that getting my own foundation of what my own core values are, understanding how they've been influenced by, you know, family or society or so many things, but, and then building myself off of those. And and I feel like that could be a good tie-in of um, us becoming that emotionally strong but I was curious about this point um what you feel like that number one solution to keeping women progressing and achieving these changes as they have developed that vision and their own values what's that number one solution to keep them achieving that change that they're looking
1: for it's it's letting go of the perfection
0: mm.
1: you know I'm, I mean think about like that is the roadblock it's it's you know, well, I couldn't do my full, you know, 60-minute workout, so I just didn't do it at all, right? It's like, hold on, you know, why, what if you did 20 minutes? You know, what if you walked down the street, you know, 10 minutes in front of your house and turned around and walked back? Like, you, can, can we recognize just even the the small efforts, you know, whereas instead it's, it, the value is on when we do the big thing, And, you know, unfortunately, there are times when we can't get the big thing done. Mm -hmm. So instead, you know, can we can we accept that the little things count, too? Um, And and that all or nothing thinking it's I mean, this is the way that I think most people sabotage their progress.
0: Yes, I was going to say I was like, that feels like a. A self-sabotaging way of, and again, that comes from so many places, as we know. And as you're building up these, you know, doing this work, is this is a process, and and uh, it's like, am I? I need to get out of my own way, basically. Like
1: I'm, I, I say that all the time. Yeah, I feel like you got to get off your own back. You know, like you're, you're being so hard on yourself. I mean, if your best friend came to you and said, I didn't get my, you know, 60 minute workout in today. I only did 20 minutes. Would you think less of her? Like, no. So why do you think less of yourself? And, and, and so it's, again, you know, the, the kindness and all of this, it, it starts with the, how are you thinking about, you know, what you're doing, how, you know, because all of your thoughts are guiding your actions Right. And so I'll use like this crossroads visual, right, where there's, you know, one road that's leading towards the life that you've had. And then the other road is leading towards the life that you want. And once you commit to that life that you want, it's every thought, every decision, every action has to be in alignment with that end goal. And you know, even just the small, subtle, you know things that we talk in how we talk to ourselves can sabotage our progress down, you know down that road. Um, and sometimes, you know i'll I'll catch clients where they're you know, three steps down the road, and then, you know, the big, unexpected, you know life event happens. and you know, they're like, well, this is the reason why I can't keep going because I have to now go and be this person over here in the complete opposite direction, because this is what, you know, my mom needs, the kids need, the, my partner needs, you know, whatever. And so I'll try again towards that other road at another time. And it's it's like, why is it either or? Like, why can't we learn how to be down this new road now with this new circumstance right so again i think that gets back to that whole how are, how do you stop living out of circumstance it's okay this here's this new experience let's bring it along with us on down on this new road again how would that woman or person be who we're trying to become how would how would she handle this new experience you know
0: yeah. and when you as soon as you were um you know using that that Comparison or you know the the crossroads that I instantly was and you gave up the a family circumstance came up like I felt myself and my own mindset after us talking about this topic today I was saying how would that person that you're envisioning handle that situation I don't have to completely drop and then go back to that other go down that other path again and then and then I feel like that feeling of having to start over or why try again or obviously I'm never going to be able to do that. And then we can spiral right back.
1: Right. And it's that self abandonment that I know my, my clients connect with, right. Because they've done that over and over and over again. It's like they've waited for this perfect opportunity in their life to now go and and go after that person that they want to be. And then when life happens, it's, they feel obligated or, or, um, you know, stuck that they have to now choose this new person or going back and, and, you know, being who everybody else wants them to be, you know, going right back into that situation. And and it's that self abandonment that then perpetuates the constant restarting, you know, And, and there's so much energy lost in the process of restarting over and over and over again, perpetuating feelings of failure you know and then and and that's the spiral yes and that
0: feeling that it's like an almost an i've implanted that expectation that if something comes up then i i have and again like being therapists i know that these these mindsets or these habits or these behaviors or you know core beliefs they didn't form for us overnight right. but that it comes from somewhere it's like i have developed this belief that I'm not really. I'm not wor- worthy. Maybe of of these things, and I'm expected to just abandon myself to 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 care for others or to to fix things. Or and it's like I, you have to take a a hard step outside of that and take a very hard look at those things. And it's like, okay, those are definitely limiting core beliefs that are just perpetuating that. It's
1: feeling. yeah. I call it like the default thinking. It's the quicksand thinking, right? Exactly. It's if you're not super intentional, right? And you're not able to slow yourself down in those instances, you will go right back to the default thinking, which is, you know, I've got to go in and rescue or or keep the peace or you know solve the conflict or whatever. Um, and and yeah, so. But these are also, when you use the word belief, like I, I try not to give these this the old way of thinking so much power. It's like, well, hold on. But what if your belief could be the exact opposite? Like, what if you know your in your instincts could be, if there's a family crisis, like that you delegate you know, certain aspects to other people. Like what if, you know, and it's, it's all the, you know, introducing opportunities to relieve yourself from the burden of the, of the role that you know, you really don't want to keep holding. Right. And, and so uh, we have to rewrite the story.
0: Yes. Oh, I love that. Rewriting, rewriting the story, repurposing time, such useful concrete things that I know our our community when they listen to this it'll be very helpful I mean it's been helpful for me and I've just first time you know having this conversation with you so as we wrap up we ask every every guest um not to put anybody on the spot but almost like whatever comes to your mind um that you would like to leave our audience with or if there's like a mantra that you live by or just any last words or, or tidbits? And then where can our listeners find you?
1: Um, yeah, so it's the, the mantra, I would say, is there is a solution to every problem, right? And so um, to ask yourself when you're feeling stuck, are you finding a problem with every solution or are you willing to find the solution for the problem, right? So that, that's a game-changing thought right there. Um, and I would love to continue this conversation with anyone else who's as passionate about, um, you know, this transformation as I am and people can find me I'm on Instagram at Heidi Gruse. Um, same with Facebook, my, uh, and my website, HeidiGroose.com. Keep it all the same. That way, you know, all you have to do is remember one name and you can, you can find me in, in all the, all the channels there. I just realized that I am putting that in our
0: show notes for our audience to be able to find you. And I should have asked at the beginning how to pronounce your last name. I always hate whenever I people like no. my last name. I'm like, well, I did that.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. I'm used to it. We joke about it all the time at home. Um, you know, and sometimes my oldest, she likes to uh uh mess around with people and she'll mispronounce her own last name and and (laughs) tell them it's the you know the wrong way just just for giggles you know we kind of get a
0: giggle out of it. I apologize. I'm usually good about asking and I realized as soon as you leaving us where I can find you. So it's fine. All good. No 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 thank you so much. But yes thank you Heidi for being here again giving us some of your morning on this Sunday. Everybody can find her. We'll have that in the show notes. If you have any other questions, feel free to shoot them over to us and we can get them to Heidi or you can find her at those places in our show notes. Um, For our listeners, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow us both on your podcast um, streaming platforms as well as YouTube. And like I said, please, we love if somebody leaves comments or feedback or if there's topics that we haven't covered yet or guests that you feel like would be a good fit that we can look into Any feedback is appreciated. Um, Next week will be another episode of our trauma and chakra healing series. So Lisa Schaefer will be returning and we will be covering the third eye chakra next. So again, Heidi, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you're always welcome back. if, If there's pieces of this conversation that you feel like would be helpful for us to continue having here as well. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care.